0: Yo. You feel that? Dog, that's that's queer retro cray, baby All right. Welcome back. I'm Hobbs. I use they them pronouns. I'm Lynn's. I use any pronouns. It's a brand new day. We just exited some full moon energy. Did y'all feel that shit? <laughs> I did. Definitely. Yeah. Got some big hours going on and all that good shit. <clears throat> Queer Retrograde is back. And we're a bit, we're we're different now. <laughs> things are a bit more polished, if you will. Okay, we had one team meeting <laughs> and things feel different.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So with that, I feel like we're trying to add a bit more continuity for you guys in terms of like, what the message is, what... Oh, shit. I don't even know what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just continuity in terms of having a structure for each of the episodes so that they're easy to follow and y'all can have something to look forward to every time you you join us. Yes, thanks, lens,
0: <laughs> So one of the new segments we're trying to do is highlight y'all like mm-hmm. we see y'all out here whether it's through social media or just interpersonal relationships like everyone is really just out here doing some big fucking shit and even if y'all feel like it's small i think it's pretty fucking big mm-hmm. so yeah just celebration energy first up we got d who opened a brand new queer black owned gym local to richmond's called eight Y'all want to find that shit. They've got great deals on memberships, on personal training, and this space in itself is, like, brand speaking new. All this brand new equipment. Check it out. Go there. Like, get fit. Get right. Or just, you know, go there for the sense of community and not feel, like, that crunch atmosphere where, like, there's just, you know, people looking at you. You don't want to be looked at by.
1: Mm-hmm. This is
0: one of the spaces where you can actually just, yeah, show up. It's your people. It's your thing. Do show up. Do it.
1: High key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something that I stumbled across this week because we're definitely gonna be lining up some more guests. Mm-hmm. Um, probably at in more of a a relaxed frequency, you know. <laughs> we're not gonna have a guest on every week or anything like that, but we are gonna yeah. have some guests coming on and one of the people that we've been hoping to have on for a while now is Melina Gaze, who is an awesome queer sex education um phd candidate slash advocate a genius and um melina actually is on this youtube series called queer sex ed um and i only watched a a very short clip of of one of the episodes but it just looks really i don't know it just looks really good there's just a lot of different types of people on there. It's just queer friends and lovers talking about sex ed. And then uh, Melina and another uh, kind of more specialist type person are around to add some information to their conversation, wherever the gaps are, just kind of try to fill in some blanks. Mm Because obviously, as we know in this country, (sighs) sex education is essentially non-existent. So Abysmal. Yeah. So that was really cool. I'm excited to watch more of that. And uh, yeah, again, it's called Queer Sex Ed on YouTube. Yes. And our final shout
0: out, unless you had another one.
1: Mm, I think we have two more. Two
0: more. Okay. yeah. So our next one, Lotus, our dear friend Lotus is starting to do Kundalini yoga classes May 21st for Buffalo Firefly. I believe that's, yeah, it's local in Richmond. Go check it out. I've never done Kundalini yoga before, but I tried it once with lotus is like graduation class and that's just fucking cool like the way you it's just the breath of fire like i feel like at first can feel so like like so much like oh my god am i making myself panic versus like what lotus describes to be like you know having a different relationship with your parasympathetic uh nervous nervous system thank you and yeah just seeing what you can kind of vibe with in your own body as you explore you know Rapid breathing or slow breathing, all that good stuff. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's something new for you to try coming May 21st. Check it out. Mm
1: -hmm. And last but certainly not least, this is not a, a local shout out by any means. However, what you got? We have some new queer TV coming out. Yeah! On Netflix. I'm sure all of y'all have seen the previews. Y'all, get
0: buck. We need them to know we want this.
1: The ultimatum queer <laughs> edition. Of course, it has to be the absolute worst reality TV show yeah. that they're giving a queer cast to, but whatever. We'll take it. I- I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. It looks like there's actually a bunch of queer people. Yeah. Um
0: uh, wrestling with mileage of all things. Right. Yeah, right. it's juicy. It looks so juicy. Yeah. I've already started to see some of the cast members pop up on my TikTok. I'm so excited to see them in action. Mm-hmm. So what day does that come out? May 24th. That's a Wednesday night. Get ready. We're definitely going to be recapping that in deep talk in deep talks about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. That concludes that. Next order of business <laughs> is the business, y'all. Right. Okay. I say that like it's left brain, but really, this is some really big right brain shit. Mm-hmm. Lindsay and I have, you know, before the road trip started, <clears throat> we had a launch party, not just for ourselves, propelling into all of, you know, middle America, but also this other larger idea that's called Kazimi, where um, we're just really trying to, like, build this queer art and farm retreat for y'all, for us, for everyone. I feel like everyone who I've ever spoken to <laughs> who is queer is like on the same page of like where is a place where we can just feel like ourselves like where's that third place in our lives where it's not home it's not work it's not the bar and it's some place that's not necessarily oriented on a certain kind of fun per se but a certain kind of like whatever makes you feel like you're most you can just be uh propelled mm-hmm. so we're we're
1: doing some big shit y'all we're having some <laughs> big asks coming up yeah so basically i'm sure a lot of y'all have had have heard this spiel from from (laughs) me before but um the project is called kazimi and the reason that it's called kazimi is because kazimi is an astrological term which refers to whenever a planet is in rotation and it is as close to the sun as it will ever be um that's called a casini. So the idea is how can we create a space for queer people to become as close to their son or their life force as they can be. And, um, yeah, the, I mean, it's definitely, I, I was talking to my uncle about this the other day. It's definitely not the type of place where we're kind of like trying to model something, model Mm -mm. a behavior, model a way of Mm -mm. being or whatever for people. It's really just a to try to invite people to be themselves. Be themselves as much as possible yeah. and just really sink into it and just, yeah, use the resources that we have to be be as close to the person you want to be as you can and then to take those skills and those experiences and, uh, you, you know use them outside of the actual retreat center Mm -hmm. with the idea of continuing to come back to build on that Mm -hmm. that experience and hopefully just continue learning about ourselves as individuals and as a community
0: yeah a whole new relationship essentially Uh, yeah i just as much as i could like pitch and like say how much i can already see for what it is like there's just so much unknown possibility for what The energy that will be coming in for people who have their own ideas about what kind of programming we could be doing or activities or just lifestyle options Mm -hmm. honestly so super exciting shit it's really just like 2023 is the year of just betting all of the freaking chips bro like it's just time i feel like everyone can definitely relate to just feeling so tired Mm -hmm. and so over like burnt out and over like the sense of okay even if i'm not doing a nine-to-five what does it take to move away from this thing, or to tap into like myself when I'm not at work? I feel like when we go on vacation, it can be oh cool, ten days of relaxation. But like, I'm just really looking forward to creating like some semblance of a long-term solution of like tapping back into you as yourself. Mm-hmm. That's just the main goal there. We uh, built a website and we put some essays up there. We'd love for y'all to like. <clears throat> take a look at it read it you know see what you kind of vibe with and like we're so open to like feedback or like anything that anyone yeah wants to say about it in any capacity like it's it's a baby right now
1: yeah so i guess we can read a little little bits from our essays we wrote Mm -hmm. and then y'all can go onto the website and read the rest of them hopefully Um, the website is kazimicollective.com, C-A-Z-I-M-I, collective.com. Um, so this is from my essay I wrote, which is called Loving the Land, How Slowness Feeds the Soil and Our Relationships. Um, I am just going to start, I'm just going to read a little short excerpt from it Kazemi is an experiment in creating core memory content there are certain pleasures in life that can only be achieved through simple acts of slowing down enough to watch a monarch take flight with our values rooted in freedom and freedom rooted in sustainability both for the collective and the land we start with the soil in the US and beyond we see land being stripped to the bone for the production of cash crops what is left? A soil that leaves us to rely on broken food systems to feed ourselves and our community. Wherever Kazemi physically settles, we approach the land with a respect and care that many indigenous folks have modeled seamlessly for centuries. This involves a slowness, a practice of observing carefully, and an unlearning of extractive farm methods for the sake of profit. In getting to know the land, we are not laser focused on feeding our immediate selves, but are deeply considering our Kazimi children and beyond. I'll just stop there because he continues on talking about, you know, rain <clears throat> harvesting and and just, yeah, really slowing down to begin with observation and um, just let the land ha- be in actual relationship with the land, not just telling the land what to do all the time. Um, mm-hmm. and how that relates to our relationships as well and how we treat each other um and also looping in a lot of uh sort of Bell Hooks philosophy about mm-hmm. love from All About Love. So, yeah, if that interests you,
0: please go, <laughs> go read. Yeah, Bell Hooks is like such an anchor point for a lot of the philosophy behind this, and she's definitely included on the site. Mm-hmm. More on my side of it, I feel like... Whenever Kazemi comes about, it's just like, in my mind, how are we going to break the fourth wall with each other? And how are we like, I'll just read it. (laughs) So (laughs) in my essay, I wrote, um, I ask you to reckon with transparency when answering the question, aren't you tired? Not because you just got off of work or you haven't gotten enough sleep this week. Aren't you tired of this? The status quo itself, which asks of you every day to summon up your worth via what it is you are able to produce. Aren't you tired of the sensation of living without the feeling of having lived? Aren't you tired of wondering what kind of person you might be outside of the constraints of the society we've accepted as quote-unquote normal? Chaos is inevitable. However, Paulo Freire tells us that without a vision for tomorrow, hope is impossible. The Kazimi vision is no doubt radical when juxtaposed with late-stage capitalism of the Western world, TM. However, not at all when aligned with the truth Writing, writhing in the answer of yes, I am tired of it. And... Yeah, it's just... uh, It's... I don't know. This is, like, one of the harder podcasts that we've made. Mm. I feel like in terms of, like, speaking about something that is so important and is so, like... It's just so urgent. And Mm -hmm. it just feels so, like, freakishly necessary that, like, even, like, right now, it feels, like, uh, just emotional, even though, like, this is just... It's obviously accessible it's like on the internet anyone could read this stuff Mm -hmm. but like I don't know I just think of how many how many of us are just we're not really able to live our lives like uninterrupted like I heard that term the other day like how often or what would you be like if you got to live your life uninterrupted and to think that like we know our friends who we you know who we present ourselves to be but to think like there's a version of each and every single person in your life who you have no idea like what they're about or what they're capable of or like what they would possibly be interested in if it wasn't tied to like, okay, how can it make you money? Right. So yeah, that's just kind of where my essay kind of lands
1: about the urgency of that. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I feel you. That's why earlier I was just sitting outside and I pulled up the website and I just read everything that we had written on there. And I also was like tearing up because I was just like, It just gave me this feeling of, like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, fuck yeah in, like, a way that's just... I've never felt, like, anything else that I've worked on. Like, it just feels so... It just feels so right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It sounds cliche, but... It just is. Yeah. Like, I
0: think everyone has spoken on it in their own words in some way this entire time. Like, it's just yeah it's it's so necessary and Mm -hmm. it's really exciting to to do and it doesn't feel daunting in that way of like it's not even just oh me and lynn's doing this by ourselves like because i do feel like as time goes and as this thing grows like Mm -hmm. there's a place for everyone Mm -hmm. for whatever you want to bring so Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm beating a dead horse saying Mm -hmm. that but y'all get it (laughs) right of course. (laughs) So in terms of like, where the idea came from and like what kind of inspired it, I think, as you already mentioned, like all about love by Bell Hooks. And as we've already mentioned on the pod, like that book is so fucking heavy in terms of like actually giving you a blueprint of what love is versus caring or versus I don't know, sensation without feeling or like infatuation, like the work that goes behind love, like the ability of love and like how to turn that into something that's tangible and not temporary Mm -hmm. in or i guess or as temporary as most things can feel in you know the flash of life Mm -hmm. but yeah
1: yeah i have a quote from the book in in the essay that i wrote um it says when we see love as the will to nurture one's own or another spiritual." another spiritual growth revealed through acts of care, respect, knowing and assuming responsibility. The foundation of all love in our life is the same. There is no special love exclusively reserved for romantic partners. Genuine love is the foundation of our engagement with ourselves, with family, with friends, with partners, with everyone we choose to love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It
0: just takes it to the next level. I think like how many times, whether it's from the neoliberal era of, you know, when this country goes to shit, I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. To now, where, like, cottage core has become such a big thing, it's, like, I'm not really interested in the idea that, like, like, the America, like, North America is fucking beautiful. Like, the idea of just leaving because the people who are leaving it are trash breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. To think that, like, we would just walk away from, like, such a beautiful piece of land that, like, I don't even know, but, like, 0.2% of mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And... Where was I going with that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Talking about perspectives, the neoliberal, like...
0: Oh, yeah. To, like, now where it's just, like, what would it look like if we actually did that thing that I think we all talk about? Like, you know, I saw that YouTube star, like, Mr. Beast, like, bought a whole neighborhood for him and his friends to live in. Like, there's some Mm -hmm. version of, like, everyone's dream where it's, like, what are we actually, like, you know, yearning so deeply for, like, community in a way that's, like, sustainable Mm -hmm. and not just mimicking the shit that we've seen through, like, bad movies or, like, the government, or, but just genuinely, like, approaching it with the values of, like, A, transparency, like, accountability, and, like, not looking at everything dichotomously mm-hmm. or as though anything that you could ever do would deserve, like, 40 lashes for this, you know, just, like, fuck the justice system, whatever the fuck right. it may be. I don't know. I just feel like I'm so, like, my point is I'm looking at life and I'm looking at this project with, like, anything I know of how I ought to, you know, approach a solution with or how I ought to, like, react and respond to something, I'm, like, I'm a lot more interested in, like, the slowness of figuring out a new way to do it Mm -hmm. for the sake of, like, the life where I feel wasn't handed to us Mm -hmm. but would feel a lot better if we just created it ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of the recent reading that I've been doing about love is talking about how things don't, like, we assign meaning to things as adults, especially feelings and things like that. Um, But how, you know, when you see two children get into a fight, right, they have a big outburst, they let themselves feel the emotions they're feeling, and then five minutes later, you look back at them and they're playing together again. Because it's just, they know, like, it's just not that big of a deal, right? Right um but how we as adults you know we learn to hold grudges and mm-hmm. we we just assign meaning to everything yeah <laughs> and i'm just thinking about how if we had the space to not do that you know if right. we had the space to actually just like feel the things we needed to feel take care of ourselves in the way we needed to take care of ourselves then you know maybe shit wouldn't be so intense all the time. you know? Right. Grace. Uh-huh. There'd be more grace and just more, I don't know, regulation. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to, I think, mm-hmm. too. Um, so, yeah. hmm I think in terms of how
0: Kazemi, like, lives now, because it's definitely not just, like, a destination. It's not going to be just an address. It's just the lifestyle of now. Like I feel in the like the last six months deciding to Oh God, like quit the job mm-hmm. and go do the road trip and see about life in a way where like asking myself, like, okay, like it's not a matter of coming back to life. It's how can I keep this feeling of how it felt to travel and like see people who I hadn't seen in years, see old family members and like kinda like view they're normal for like short snippets, but like the fascination of that and just not feeling like it had to be an exception versus like can't this just be the norm right for how i'm interacting with them too like i feel like with a road trip you have to be in love with change you have to be in love with like adapting otherwise you're going to be met with a lot of resistance cuz it's not really always going to go your way mm-hmm. or be the most comfortable like when everyone knows like your house i mean your house really ought to be your sanctuary and i think as we've all like whether it's from traveling or anything like your interactions with change And how comfortable you can be with it. Like, that's the only constant that we're ever going to have in our lives. So, in terms of how the brand just is, it's just, I think about my whole life of, yeah, just my relationship with change and how to be more comfortable within those things has just been, I don't know. I feel like I've been training for this my whole life Mm -hmm. when I really think about it. And, yeah, it's just exciting to see everyone's different versions of, like, how that'll come together.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot about acceptance, you know, whether it's like us giving ourselves the space to grapple with whatever's going on internally for us and accept that, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's like the other day when we were hanging out with my dad and his friend and his friend was like, you know what I love about hanging out with you guys? Mm -hmm. If I don't feel like playing the game or doing something, you guys don't like shut me down or make me feel bad about it mm. you're just like okay that's cool yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like yeah just those little windows of just letting people do what they want to do be mm-hmm. who they want to be, be just ride their vibe you know yeah. and if they need support in that try to give support where we can mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the, the Kazemi energy that, that just lives around us and mm-hmm yeah it will always do that i think uh no matter where where we physically physicalize this project right
0: um, yeah it's it's yeah it's physical and definitely yeah energetic <clears throat> what scares me most about this fucking project though is i feel like being a bartender for seven years you think you get good at conflict resolution <laughs> <laughs> even when people aren't able to access like their best selves <laughs> in the moment due to poison. But <laughs> I still feel like um, yeah, it's so much of like how we navigate like news in the world and like shit that comes out through like celebrities or like friends of a friend or like through gossip, whatever. It's pretty fascinating to think about cancel culture in tandem with those things, privilege and like all the different nuance of like conflict. Mm. But I'm also really excited again about the alternative ways we can all like approach ourselves as humans as when things go wrong or when we hurt each other Mm -hmm. and i don't want to at all paint a picture that like oh nothing will ever go wrong because everyone's intentions are so good like obviously not but i think i'm reminding myself now in this moment like no matter how scary like it can be when someone does something that causes harm is like that first pause that we take is going to be the most important step through like actually just moving forward in any other kind of direction i guess yeah that line between the reaction and the response i'm really like curious to see how we can all challenge ourselves and each other to just kind of meet each other with our best foot forward without getting too like toxic positivity about it mm-hmm. or or ignore things i don't i don't want to be the kind of person that will ignore things mm-hmm. and yeah i feel like there's just room for everything in this space mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I guess that's my point.
1: Any, like, worry that I have about stuff like that, I always just go to, well, I know that there is someone in the community, like, in our community or friends of our community that knows how to do this better than us, Mm -hmm. whether it's, like, facilitating conflict resolution or it's, you know, providing support to whoever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just things that... We can be the curators of like the connections that happen in a mm-hmm, yeah. way that um, I feel much more equipped now to do than I did whenever I was younger because mm-hmm. I was still develop like you know developing a lot of relationships, including my relationship with myself, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that that's like a thing you're done with ever, right? It's like an ongoing thing. But my point is, is I just feel like. There's some someone for everything mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of of taking the courage to like ask the right people for for those things, right? So, yeah, I think for me, what scares me the most is probably like. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this, but. Just people coming to Kazemi that aren't ready, if that mm, makes sense. Like mm. that aren't ready to actually like look at themselves and actually right. um, be be in tune with their like authentic self. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah. It, it, I would I would just like I would hate for it to be a space for people to just come on a regular vacation you know what I mean right, um right. so yeah for me it has to do with just like I've been to a lot of farms and a lot of um sort of community type spaces and seen how quickly it can turn into you know uh 20 year old woofers that are just there to get drunk every night and like you know Mm -hmm. so um that would that's probably the thing that i'm scared the most of is just like making sure that kazimi because i think kazimi as a like as a place will be attractive to a very broad range of people Mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of like paring it down to People who are going to be on that sort of, like, high vibration energy. For sure. Yeah.
0: It's been kind of cool to see, though, like, I mean, obviously you've told me about your experiences, like, at different farms, but even just the application process for, like, certain, like, new ventures that they're going through, like, how the questions just kind of, like, make it kind of hard to hide of, Mm -hmm. like, what your intentions are for a space. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it'll be cool to curate that and see what shakes up at the back end of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah um what's the most important thing that you want people to understand about Kazemi that I
0: think it's the same feeling that I have towards this podcast I'm like all of what we just said I feel like there's a general like thread anyone could follow whether you had to like go look at the website or do whatever but like it's fluid and it's permeable and it's not like, there's some rigidity but like you need any kind of amount of that to keep any kind of structure standing right i think i would just want anyone to understand from the pod to you to kazimi of just it's fluid mm-hmm. in terms of like the language around it the action of it like they're i like to be a fan of saying that like there's not there's no wrong answer and something as broad as that I feel like people can take it a certain direction but I think y'all know what I'm saying when I say that in terms of the good intention that can come with that and yeah just being like it's a place an idea that just has to remain flexible I don't ever see it being like okay five ten years from now we've got this thing going and it's just kind of like it's set like I'm not looking Mm. for like the coast I'm not looking for the plateau I feel like there's always more but not in the productive way that capitalism has framed more Mm -hmm. i think there's more to be done in terms of new ideas and that doesn't always mean going upwards it can just mean like just going over to the side and checking out the side quest like Mm -hmm. yeah i think just nuance Mm -hmm. that's it
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like um related to what you said for me it would have to do with really wanting Kazemi to be an invitation Mm -hmm. for people to see where they fit within Mm Kazemi and like really take initiative in, in trying to like make that, that thing happen, whether it be a workshop series that you want to host or just a skill that you have that you think could be beneficial. Um, or if you just, you know, want to come for however long, you know, yeah. what, whatever, just I I don't think it's going to really be a place where we're going to be constantly asking people like, come, 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 come. You right. know, um, I really want it to be like people take the initiative to to find out where, you know, and, and obviously talk to us about it. Right. Like where where they think they might fit in and like ultimately i don't see this as a thing where or i guess the real sustainability of it all will be whenever we get like an infrastructure in place where hobbs and i can walk away and i like want it to be known that this isn't like a top down type thing Mm -hmm. where we want to be the ones that are leading this thing and always like being the ones right Mm -hmm. we want it to be a true, like, collaboration with a lot of different people, and hopefully there will be people that feel at home as much as we feel at home, and then they can, you know, be us as well, in a way.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you say that, I think of Cairo. Like, Mm -hmm. this little six-year-old that we know is just like, I don't know what the world's gonna look like in 30 years, but it'll be really fucking cool to hand those keys over and be like, dog Mm -hmm. it's yours do do what you know you want to do with it Mm -hmm. kind of energy yeah um moving like i mean you already mentioned like some of the program and i feel like it'd be cool to extrapolate on that yeah there's just so many fucking possibilities all y'all are like artists like (laughs) (laughs) all of y'all and i'm so excited to see like what variations of that artistry will come but also like the people who i think everyone has something to teach Mm -hmm. in some way or form like I don't think you need a master's to do it I think even in the trend of like people getting really enthusiastic about having like a powerpoint night whatever the fuck it may Mm -hmm. be like just the sharing and collaboration of ideas and just your experiences I think is going to be one of the most fucking beautiful things I can't really predict in this moment but just again like reiterating like the door is so open for anything you feel as though you might want to bring to the table Mm -hmm. maybe it's not for others maybe it's just for you like Mm -hmm. you want to come through like do a retreat or have a sabbatical of like i am obsessed with leaves and want to kiss them all i don't don't fucking know it could be anything i'm just saying like the door is so open to that and to you whoever is listening to this like whatever you feel like you've always wanted to try or to explore and not have to worry about it having to be a money maker for you Mm -hmm. in order to validate doing it at all like that's not that's not the goal.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. In our on the website, we have a page that is our vision, all about our vision. And it talks about some of the things that we see happening on a day-to-day basis and Mm -hmm. how it will be in tune with the seasons so you know in the summer there's going to be a lot more gardening food processing things like that versus in the winter maybe it's more keeping cozy wet Mm -hmm. felting things like that um we have a list of things that are kind of seen as kazimi constants gardening cooking cleaning hammocking art making Writing, swimming, sauning, group breathing, stretching, watching the sunrise and sunset together at least once a week, things like that. Um, and it goes on to some more of our Kazemi practices that, that we feel are important, like prioritizing rest. Mm-hmm. So yeah more on that there but really it just feels like the limit does not exist not at
0: all like especially when like I mean with any idea this is the this is the most fun part in my eyes where you do get to just kind of imagine and see where your mind takes you like new ideas come up for this thing like pretty much all the time mm-hmm. on a daily level I think that just it just goes to show it and reiterate the point again like it's more than just a place it's just a lifestyle at this point yeah yeah <clears throat> In terms of, like, roles, like, what what do you see yourself taking on?
1: Mm, I mean, I feel like I kind of spoke to a a little bit earlier, but just, like, a very curatorial role Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of just making sure that people are connected. Um, I think I've always kind of been decent at that and just trying to, like, maintain relationships in a way where it is... It it doesn't feel out of the blue for me to, like, call on my friend, you know, mm-hmm. that I need for this thing. Um, and also, I envision myself having a heavy presence in the gardening aspect of the space. Farmer
0: lens.
1: Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Just waking up in the morning and going outside and having that morning moment, like, with whatever is growing is just, like, such a special, like, sacred time that I've definitely been missing while we were on the road and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you can go outside in the morning anywhere, right? And it's pretty great no matter what. But yeah. it does hit a little bit different whenever you're literally seeing the change and you're seeing the, the, the progress of, of this little little thing. Every day,
0: uh, okay. Little plants growing. Yeah. Steward of the lamb, little shepherd. Yeah. What about you? What what roles? I mean, my job, my dream job title has always been fun ambassador. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been training for that my entire life. Like really protecting my inner child, who is not afraid to scream, dance, run, play, and. Yeah, I feel like through bartending, like, it's always been a practice of how can I make sure I can talk to just about anyone and kind of break that ice and make some kind of ease come through the interaction, but also, it's just,
1: oh, fuck, there it was, there it (laughs) went. Funny ambassador.
0: Of... oh yeah that's why i brought the bar at all i'm like yeah there's so many there's so many other kinds of fun we could be having that has nothing to do with drinking Mm -hmm. like i feel like small tangent i feel like drinking is gonna be the new cigarette in like five or ten years Mm -hmm. that'll be cool and i think people are a lot more interested in how we can spend time together that doesn't revolve around spending money and the things that kids still do to have fun, like, are still very relevant. I feel for the adult psyche, mm-hmm. and I just have endless curiosity towards how to turn that into like something, just with variation every single day mm-hmm. of whether it's just exploring. I feel like reteaching somebody how to be like, yo, like, just be outside, play with a fucking stick, whatever that may be, or like, what does it mean to go into your imagination, or whether it's through theater. You know, like being an ex theater kid, I feel like. <laughs> There's so much to tap into, on the cuff or off the cuff, kind of fun that we could all be engaging in. That doesn't have to be so like serious or that thought out. But also, like, too, also curating like events and <clears throat> moments where we're all invited to be that much more vulnerable with each other will be a lot of fun, I think, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I imagine myself being one of the first people that gets to shake someone's hand when they get there and be like, "Yo." Mm -hmm. I'm so fucking glad you're here For sure. Let's go tear it up. Get on the four-wheeler. I got a flag on it.
1: <laughs> Let's go for scream. Sure. Let's go. Absolutely. Yeah. The four-wheeler with the the pride flag <laughs> Absolutely. off it is an absolute must. Yeah. Now that you got that vision in my head, it's I'm never going to be able to detach from it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Helmets, of course, included as well.
1: But yeah, no,
0: I feel more than ready to be the person who can be a point person of like, yo, it's Tuesday. No one's here except for you whoever's listening you're like what should we do today I'm like I'll have 50 different options <laughs> for all of us to do mm-hmm. ranging from chill to very not chill <laughs> so, yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah
1: yeah well why do you think it's us why us why now Dog. for Kazemi uh I mean much
0: like you have already spoken on in terms of like the skill of curation I think the blueprint has already been laid out, I think we all want to quit our jobs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? And we did that. Mm -hmm. And, like, are making moves to ensure that this thing can keep catching more fire as we're taking that step back away from that. And it's pretty, like, it's uh, through, even, like, the podcast, I didn't realize how vulnerable it is to ask for shit Mm -hmm. outside of my family. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why us like if it's not us who 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 else right, you know, like, and I'm happy to be the person who can put it on the line in some way to get it started to get it going, and I think any of us are capable of these things of accomplishing any of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I truly do believe that of the people who I know listen to this thing, right, but mm-hmm. I think yeah the the push, whether you want to call it uh just had the gall to do it mm-hmm. at this time. I feel like that's pretty important to think about too. Like I think dreaming can always feel like so futuristic mm-hmm. and I just don't want to wait anymore. I know you don't want to wait anymore and are we're both ready to like just bet all the chips and risk it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Truly just risk it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily
1: just something that only you and I could
0: do. Totally. is my point. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think... From a logistical standpoint i'm sure I'm sure some of y'all have been listening this whole time, and you're like, "Yeah, this all sounds." fun and dandy and great, but how are you going to pay for all this shit? Mm, The funnest question. (laughs) Yeah. The money. We're planning on getting land, having buildings for people, you know, Mm -hmm. having people come, blah, blah, blah. All this costs money. We know this.
0: Um, (laughs) You need 30% delusion to do anything. Exactly. I'm ready to be that 31% bitch of delusion.
1: But I think just from a logistical standpoint, I mean, both of us come from privileged home lives Mm -hmm. um and have parents that are supportive of us and our dreams Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is definitely no small thing as a queer person but at at the same time it should be the norm should
0: yeah absolutely should be the norm
1: um i we're lucky that my dad has this great network of people with money Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna just tap into that you know I feel like my whole life I've kind of known that I've had access to these resources but I've never like you said had kind of the the gall or the I don't know confidence Mm -hmm. to really ask right you know to ask and I feel finally like I again have a project where I'm passionate enough about it and I know that it is such a a need on a wider scale than just me Mm -hmm. I feel like that was something I grappled with a lot when I was in my art making practice or more deep into my art making practice when I was making for galleries and stuff like that it was like I'm who who, who's benefiting from this besides me you know like Mm -hmm. yeah people seeing it whatever whatever but on a fundamental level, when you look at it at the end of the day, a lot of it was just for me, you know, and Mm -hmm. whoever I was making the work with. And so I feel like I never really felt comfortable tapping into those resources when it didn't have that greater good piece to it. Right. Um, And I've always had this question in the back of my head of, when am I going to feel ready? Like, when am I going to have that thing where I can really just – Again, put all the eggs in the basket in a way and just go for it. Mm -hmm. Full steam. Um, And I finally feel that way. Uh, And why now? Because, bro, you and me, (laughs) we've been through a lot of stuff and... Like, somehow we landed here at this time where we're both feeling this way and the entire time we were traveling, everyone we've had conversations with, they're also feeling this mm-hmm. way and just wanting someone to do the damn thing yes. so that they can come. Yes. And so it's like, why now? Because what else are we waiting for? No. Like, it, I feel like it's similar logic to why I continued making art, but it actually feels like it feels appropriate right like I would follow this logic when I was making art I'm like well why should I keep doing this well because if you don't fucking do it then some white man's gonna do it so just fucking do it yeah but now it's like okay I'm doing this and again it's the greater good piece where I'm like I know it's first of all a white man's not gonna do this no
0: (laughs) not like this not
1: like this second of all (laughs) like it is it's it's for it's for the queer community you know Mm -hmm. and it just feels like with all i mean we'd be remiss to not mention like all of the attacks against queer people especially trans people trans people of color i mean we have fucking states in this country where you can't do drag now like what the actual fuck fuck? and so so it's like why now because
0: it's necessary (laughs) we have to so fucking necessary like the existential dread and fear is felt Mm -hmm. it's heard like (laughs) yeah the whole lifetime of like getting like a g-sex degree and having so many different fucking conversations about what's wrong with the world Mm -hmm. and like having like, I remember, like, even, like, my senior thesis was, like, okay, we know all this bad shit, but, like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Like, what's visionary activism? Like, what does it actually mean to, like, take all of this intel and, like, move through something and, like, also in tandem, like, recognizing, like, the master's tools won't dismantle the master's house. And, like, how are, the fuck? Okay, then, where does that put me? Like, and even then, like, those two things on one spectrum is still a dichotomy. Like I'm, like, so interested in just pushing that away and being, like, what you just said, like, let's just fucking do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And figure it out as we go along but also like knowing that like it takes a lot of like scoops out of yourself to do this kind of thing because it's Mm -hmm. not just like a business of like okay we want to make some money by having people come over and having a great time like that's not at all what the goal is Mm -hmm. it's i think it's felt in the energy of like any interaction Lindsay and i have ever had with any of our friends Mm -hmm. in those moments of like bro like I'm going through it, but I'm still, like, around and moving forward. Because, like, I... Whether it's hope or, like, the knowing of, like, there is something better. There could be something better. Whether it's for a fleeting moment or a tangible place. Like, Mm -hmm. it's totally doable. And it's just a matter of who has the fucking audacity to do it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I think we're all totally ready Mm -hmm. to just fuck it up and see what happens.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly just can't think of anything else to do with my life right now, too, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep like this is I, can't imagine. I mean any other ideas that oh. i had about what i would want to be working on right now it was just like i don't even know if i could find the motivation inside of me to get up out of bed and do that thing because it would just be getting back on the hamster wheel and i <sighs>
0: i just can't do it it feels like a side quest like like i do have other like dreams in my life like sure maybe like becoming a pilot would be really cool but none of that feels Like, it's my fucking sole assignment on Mm -hmm. earth Mm -hmm. to at least try. Right. To at least try. Like, who, what would be the point? Right. If any of the shit, if we didn't like fucking at least just try. Mm -hmm. People have asked for a lot more
1: and given a lot less. I know. So. Yeah. Anytime I start to, like, question myself or feel too audacious with this project, I just think about that McFarland jokester that did the, Firefest and all that shit and i'm just like or i think about that anna Mm -hmm. delvey whatever whatever and i'm just like those people were legit scammers legitimately legitimately scammers and they have netflix series so i'm saying they're
0: still getting lauded for this shit
1: he got two documentaries on two major networks right so i'm just like okay like (laughs) literally so yeah it's just again it's just like i'm going to be as audacious as those people to do a thing that's actually coming from an honest loving place Mm -hmm. like you said like the other night you were like on one of your tangents and you were like we're literally just trying to build a place so that people can be more themselves and come home to themselves and love themselves. Like, what a beautiful fucking thing. And if anyone doesn't see that, like, then, yeah, yeah maybe they should be giving their money to fucking McFarland weenie. <laughs> <laughs> weenie, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, truly, though, and like, the ask right now from, like... uh Our dear listener right now is, like, straight up, like, I'm only asking for, like, three hours of your time. Mm -hmm. Whether it's listening to this pod, telling someone else about it, reading up on the website, like, whatever it may be. Like, I have watched as many YouTube videos as anyone else, and I know that annoying feeling you get when you're, like, hear the same message over and over, like, and subscribe, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, and, yeah, just what it means to support people within our community who are building something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just know that we're not... Even asking, I don't think, for that much. Mm -hmm. And like, I say that to myself as well, like, towards what it means to support other people who are doing a thing Mm -hmm. and just giving energy to that Mm -hmm. for a moment. I think we forget that we put so much energy towards things that don't really come back towards us Mm -hmm. in a positive way, whether it's, I mean, your time and attention is the only currency we're really walking around with, right? But all it really takes is just, yeah, I'm just asking for, like, three hours mm-hmm. every time in terms of just letting people know, like, this is a fucking thing that's going to fucking happen. hmm So.
1: Yeah. What are you most looking forward to?
0: I'm looking forward to, like, year two. Year two or 3 mm-hmm. Or I think, like, the gel of it will have really, like, solidified in some way of, like, okay... The house. There's like a there's a a rhythm Mm -hmm. going. I'm looking forward to the rhythm and being in rhythm with it. Mm -hmm. Because again, there's only so much I can really predict, and Mm -hmm. I love that about this project. Not really knowing.
1: It's just a fun reality to think about.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to
1: the rhythm. Nice. What about you? Yeah, I was gonna say similarly like flow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm excited to just be in Kazemi flow and. I guess I'm looking forward to always having something to look forward to Yeah. because I feel like that is what Kazimi is, is just there is always going to be a thing, you know, whether it's people coming for a retreat or it's people like no one being at Kazimi and us mm-hmm. just focusing on ourselves, you right. know, all of it is beautiful and amazing and I trust that it will all ebb and flow as it needs to Mm -hmm. and um yeah I just I just feel like it's just a really exciting life ahead
0: yeah all that to say you're gonna be hearing about this quite a bit (laughs) on a more regular standpoint like Mm -hmm. whether you want to help out Uh, through just, I think, yeah, the only thing I can really say about helping out is just word of mouth Mm -hmm. of, like, just letting people know and, like, if you have anything, any feedback or, like, response, reaction, like, whatever, like, ears are open on this side of the mic. So this is definitely, it doesn't just become a collaboration, you know, when the thing gets built. It's a collaboration right now with Open Doors of what I know all of you baby geniuses Mm -hmm. are about and have so much knowledge about and skills with through i don't know so many different walks of life i can't even like fathom right
1: now right yeah yeah just because we haven't bought land yet doesn't mean that we're also not open to organizing things before we land right i guess if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. you know we're definitely hoping to do some little mini rich kazemi retreats before we get land and Um, We're open to organizing, you know, mini workshop series, get together, whatever. We'll probably have at least one more party in Richmond. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, if you have ideas or you want to collaborate with us, like reach out. Otherwise, we have an email list. um, So on the website, please sign up for the email list. Again, the website is kazimicolective.com and um sign up on the website and um in terms of the podcast and how like queer retrograde fits into all of this Mm -hmm. i kind of see queer retrograde being under the kazimi umbrella in a way um where this will we're going to continue queer retrograde we're going to continue the podcast um but i think our, our main focus will probably sh- be shifting to, to Kazemi in a way. Um, but I think that ultimately what that will do is it will allow us to have, like, a life infrastructure that will just kind of let the podcast flow a little bit easier anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, like, we are planning on having guests and um, we are still going to be doing episodes just the two of us uh whether it's on you know queer tv or different topics um obviously this month we wanted to focus on kazimi because that's where our head's at Mm -hmm. and uh, again it would just mean a lot to us if if you could put your head in there too um visiting the website and whatnot and in terms of supporting us in this work the podcast of course we always still have our patreon um, patreon.com backslash Queer Retrograde so please Feel free to sign up for that as well Yeah Anything
0: else? There's no wrong answers In terms of support mm-hmm. I Yeah I mean This is the first podcast episode I think we've done Where I feel really asked out <laughs> uh, I'll just say that mm. I feel like it just feels so Important And sure that I know I feel like a lot of our content Especially uh When there isn't a guest can be very, like, uh, it's very light, levity. And there is a lot of, like, um, lightness through this project, obviously. But I just can't stress enough how important it feels to not only share the message, but also just, like, really reiterate, like, I want you to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the mic when I say that. Yeah. (laughs) I I want you, queer person, (laughs) to be a part of this. Yeah. It's for you. So, yeah.
1: That's, that's that. Yeah. Kazimi,
0: Please, dear God, keep the gay agenda alive and tell your gay friends about this gay-ass podcast. Bless, bless, bless.